Turn on that radio and back here. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and peaceable and listen to the music. Guys, what's up, man? We're live. Hey, how you doing? We're live, live. I don't live think last week we had the um, the best of show, so that new intro we didn't get to comment on it last week. That's a good new. The intro is good. I like it. That's that's a still shot for me. Look, thank you. That is good great. job, Lou. I like the Thanks intro. Sure. Good job, Lou. Thank you. That's thank not you. our new. That's, that's a still man. shot. That's our new. That's, the funny thing was Dave. That's did, our new image for the podcast. Dave didn't know. Dave didn't nice. know that me and Cribs. We're gonna like you know mess around behind him, so he just kept looking all serious, kept walking, walking it out like John Wayne, and I tripped like a stupid idiot. And then where's the smoke coming from? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, oh, it's on fire. There's a, on fire, there's a fire right hot. there. Tommy acted like the TV was like Irma already hit her. He's like Irma hit Irma, Irma. By the way, you Tommy know, is like the hey. worry wart. You could dig up the show. It's not from worry, last I like to see year. weather. You could dig up the show from last year when Matthew came by. I remember that. And Tommy, the same thing. He's like, he's like, oh lord, what are we gonna do? Some sandbags over here. I have you not know, got any sandbags. The deal is, I'm gonna, record. I'm going to Facebook Live on the day that er, the hurricane comes by overnight, here, and I promise you, you're gonna think that we're walking a park. Not because the hurricane's not a big deal. It's just not gonna hit here. It's, it's either that. Or you guys will be revisiting this show after we depart when the hurricane blows us <laughs> off the planet. And you can, you know, look back on you today's can. show and go, you hey, can. those you guys uh, really took it lightly. <laughs> no. No, but I mean, then they got it, that extra water. The thing is, is that the people, it, it, the media sensationalized this. And, of course, oh. off of the hills of something tragic like Harvey, right. they, they, they did get a lot of ratings because they started this thing like seven days ago. I'm not lying, okay? Oh, this, the storm week, is yeah. not going to hit Miami. All right. If it if it doesn't move further to the east and not hit anything, but if it if it hits the tip of Miami, it's going to hit like Sunday morning at like eight a.m. Okay. Here's what's crazy: people were leaving Tampa in droves two days ago, forty eight hours ago. So hey, you know it's hardly fresh in the mind. Well, they, actually, you know what they just they just had Saturday mandatory evacuations for uh, Savannah, Georgia. Savannah, Georgia, a Saturday. Savannah. I just talked Where to my, my dealer. Son is. One of my dealers is there. I yeah. just talked to him. He said, "Yeah, we got to be out by Saturday, eight o'clock." Yep. Yeah. Really. So hey, say prayers for these guys. But um, you've heard enough hur- hurricane. If you, you, you know, the news is obviously full of it. And um, I think I'm leaving after the show. <laughs> I might well, not even make it through the show. I'm probably yeah. not. Probably not. Looks like my hair is on fire. Look at that. Hey, well, we got some. We got a great show today. Um, we've got we got some amazing, yeah. really cool guests on with us, and we're going to be discussing. Put me Put in coach. Put me in coach. You, you, uh, I'm ready to play. That was oh, something no, that sorry. you did when you were younger, right? In sports, you were always the guy like, Coach, can I get in? Can I please play? Right? It was a lot like that, but different. Like, 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 but different. <laughs> yeah, a lot like that. Did but you put different. the? You were the male cheerleader, correct? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, hey, no, hey, no, guys, hey guys, hey guys, hey guys, wait up, me? wait up, guys. Uh, put me in, yeah, coach. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Can I get in? <laughs> can I get in the game? That's what I would do. Uh, so what do you think? 
What about what I already but talked me. about? This hurricane is very serious. We have to take it very serious. Get your sandbags at the local fire station. Water's out of Costco. You ain't getting no water there. You ain't getting no water at Sam's Club. You might find some at Walgreens. Actually, I was at Lowe's and I saw some water. Just what do you saying. think about putting me in, Coach? Oh, I... I think it's fantastic. I think you know the fact that we got three. We got three GMs. We got an owner. I think on the phone, we got all GMs, huh? And we have an owner coming on as well. Three two GMs two and owners. An owner. Three yeah. GMs and a little owner, like a, like a, like it's uh, like you got Tom uh, Tom Selleck, you got uh, Steve Gutenberg, and you got uh, Ted Danson, and then you got the car business. You know what I mean? That's like they're they're like the three stewards of the car business. I don't know. I'm going with that. So what do you think, man? So Dave, we're gonna be talking about we're gonna be talking about some uh, we're gonna have some guys on today that are gonna be talking about um, uh, you, you know training in their dealership, really um, how they how they continually educate their people. I know you and I are gonna be going to uh, Texas here very soon to visit a dealer group with another trainer here, and uh, we're gonna be going in and we're gonna be you know talking about how to own the phone. We're gonna be talking about how. Uh, you know, to, to, we're going to be role-playing with these guys. And so, you know, and it's interesting because I'm noticing a trend and maybe because we're pushing training a lot more as well here, but I'm noticing a trend when it comes to the car business. There's a lot of dealers that are really beginning to get this, this, uh, I need to educate my team better because is it, is it because we're in a market that's so hyper competitive? It's, is it, is it that they're finally realizing like, I really need to put the proper tools in the hands of, of my people. I think it's because they finally figured out that they're actually talking to their customers. Mm -hmm. And and that's the, that's, that really is it. I mean, I think there's more focus on it today because not only what you mentioned, it is more competitive, but I think that people have a different expectation when they walk on a lot now. And, and I think the car business is evolving into a better business. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's not taken for granted. I think there are less and less dealers that are just, you know, okay, hey, you're in. You know what? You showed up. You play today. Um, there's yeah. more preparation. There's more that goes into getting them ready. I'm, I think we're going to hear that from the panel today, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's it's um, it's one of these things where in, in a lot of the training that, that we are seeing, a lot of the education that we're doing, um, is is not even traditional car sales. It's not like, hey, teach me how to, you know, how to to, to you know desk better, or teach me how I mean how I can make some extra money in the finance department. I mean, there's places for that, and I think that I think there's plenty of great companies out there and great talent out there and great advice out there for doing that. And I think dealers have 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 I think there's no shortage of that, and they know where to go. What we're hearing and seeing is the need for to help me teach my people how to utilize the phone help me teach my people how to you know take uh customers from 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 social media you know from facebook and online and get them into my store and 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 you know competing with my competitor while i we know we they may be sitting tell me in their showroom and maybe being served ads up you know by the dealer next door and so they're getting this. They're getting shopped from the showroom, so to speak. So we're teaching them how to how to deal with people, how to how to utilize the phone, how to take advantage of every lead that's out there. Because if you look at statistics, you know, um, according to NADA, um, you know, thirty three percent of uh, or I'm sorry, sixty seven percent of customers would buy. Okay, this is your customer base. Sixty seven percent of customers would buy from the same dealership that they bought from. But only 33% are, as, as a whole, and and one of the one of the other statistics that's flooring is 10% it are even trying to really reach back out to that customer. So 90% aren't doing an effective job or no job at all. But but 33%, okay, are even being reached out to uh, effectively, 
and, uh, and, and are buying cars. So that means they're going somewhere else. And that's really sad if you look at it. So we're, we're talking about how to, to, to maybe decrease your spending, right? Increase your closing ratio. I know I think that gets the attention of anyone. I don't care if you're selling, you know, phones. I don't care if you're selling paper. I don't care if you're selling Yetis. I don't care what it is you're selling or vehicles, right? I mean, that's what we're dealing with here. We're talking about that type of training. And that's what um, encourages me. And I think the dealers are tapping into the fact that my people need to learn how to get better, right? Yeah. We, what do you think? Go ahead, Tommy. I just, I think there's a um, renaissance. I think I want to use that word. I don't know if that's, yeah, I think it's good. I think there's a, a throwback to the basics and simplicity and foundational stuff. Now, I think what's happened is over the last few years, people we've, uh, as a business, is connected to the car business and kind of seeing it from like a, almost a fly on the wall perspective. There's so many changes that have happened, forced and unforced, maybe voluntary, involuntary, whatever. But there's been so many changes over the last decade that there's been so much muddy into the waters that guys don't even, they're almost lost now. I was talking to a guy, marketing guy, who deals like 13 different rooftops, and he was telling me some of his woes and so forth. I may bring up later and some questions and stuff, but it was just like, it's just sometimes it's shocking the what's happening out there. And I think at the end of the day, I think we've got so far away from what got us where we, you know, the basics and the foundational stuff that I think, I think that's why, and even with training, there's trainers out there to train for everything now. And I think probably the best, probably going to stick along the lines of just basic, you know, basic sales 101 stuff. So yeah. I'm anxious to see what these guys are implementing in their stores and what they're, uh, what they're looking at. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a great show. Um, we'll give you a little sneak peek when we come back of who's going to be on the show. We'll go ahead and give you that now. So you don't want to go anywhere. Um, when, when we come back, we're going to have Bill Feinstein, president of Planet Honda. We're going to have Brad Wise, the general manager um, at, uh, how do you say that? Where are we looking? Looks like Dick Ginthy. It's, 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 Dick uh, Ginthy Chevrolet. Ginthy, yeah, I believe. And we have Ben Burton, the general manager, new general manager at, at Four Seasons Ford. And then we actually have uh, his dealer, his owner, uh, Matt Gregg, owner at Four Seasons oh, Ford sweet. on as well. So very excited to talk to these guys about um, how they continually educate their people, the importance of it, and maybe even some tricks um, on some of the some of the, the ways they're going about this. Maybe there's yeah. some new things out there and some new ways. So um, we'd like to hear your comments on Facebook. And we'd love your questions. And we're going to open the phone lines. Why don't you go ahead and give the number out, Tommy, and we're going to open the phone lines. 813-574-1820. 813-574-1820. Call us up. You'll probably talk to Lou for a minute. We'll apologize in advance. His phone <laughs> skills are just uh, horrible. And But he'll get it to one of, you know, one of these guys that actually knows how to talk. So call us up. Tweet us. Hashtag AutoDeal Live. What else? We're going to go to break. We'll be okay. back in about uh, 90 seconds with Put Me In Coach panel. Oh, ready to play. Rudy. I want to play. Rudy. Rudy. All right, we're back, and we're here with the Put Me In Coach panel. We already have uh, callers uh, calling in, and we're going to get you guys on here in just a minute as well. Let's go ahead and introduce our panel, and Cribs, I'll throw it to you for the first question. We have the president of Planet Honda, Mr. Bill Feinstein. We have general manager at Dick Ginthy Chevrolet. Brad Wise, the general manager at Four Seasons Ford, Mr. Ben Burton. And I think he's going to be joining us here in just a minute if he's not on already. Uh, Mr. Matt Gregg, the owner of Four Seasons Ford as well. This panel is presented by Auto Moto HR. And again, guys, thank you for joining us. Looking forward to the Put Me In Coach panel. DC, 
Yeah, let's go to Bill. Let's uh, kick this off. And, and Bill, I would just ask you this. You know, in recent years, obviously, the, the car business has been booming over the last several years, record numbers that we've seen. And we've had an abundance of leads and lead sources with all the new uh, companies that uh, lead providers. And, and with the presence of social media, uh, our salespeople, you know, uh, constantly on there, which is a great place, obviously, for a source of leads. My question is this, have we gotten away, have we been so spoiled by the availability of leads and what's been coming into our showrooms th through these different sources that we have maybe um, weakened a little bit when it comes to actual sales skills and connecting with people live in person over the phone when we actually have to get in front of them? What do you say, Bill? I, I think it's a, a combination of a couple of things. I, I think number one i think you've uh you hit the head on the nail on the head i mean there is a different way of communicating um i don't think social media is necessarily a distraction it's just a different way of communicating with your customers it's something that has to be done but at the same time i think uh things we used to take for granted um verbal communication skills phone skills um they're not as prevalent as they used to be and i think you got to train more on them uh you've got to we spend a lot of time training not just on verbal communication but nonverbal communication um, you know, the customer, you know, is, is telling you no, but they're shaking their head yes. Uh, you gotta, you gotta understand that, you know, sometimes they're not saying exactly what they mean to say. Um, there's a little bit of disinformation out there. And I think the customer, you know, you really need to train the salesperson to A, use social media and other things to get the customer in, but also have the right communication methods to talk to the customer when they're there. Uh, and look, salespeople have hated the phones for the last 40 years. Um, it, it's no different. They, they'd much rather grab a cup of coffee than pound the phones, but it, it's something that you've got to show them how to make money on the phones. And it, it, the truth is, the one thing everyone carries with them is their cell phone. Uh, it's the easiest way to still reach people, and you got to work on those skills every day. Yeah, Bill. I know. I'm gonna actually. I want to follow up. I'm, I'm pretty passionate about the phone, and I want to do a follow up to that as well. I did a um, podcast uh, last week. We do a podcast called Game Changer, and I actually did a. Um, it was it was not automotive. It was just sales driven in general. But the topic was, is cold calling dead? And and so just regarding the phone, and I'd like to get Brad and Ben, and, and if Matt comes on soon here, I'd like to get his input as well. But Bill, when it comes to the phone, I mean, you you said that it's not as it's not trained or it's not as prevalent, and but you think it needs to be taught. I look at it as that, um, and not everyone. I I get the fact that. People are saying, "Hey, look, there's 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 social media out there. You have to be able to to prospect, and people are it's harder to get someone on the phone." And I get all of that, but I also feel like that if your product, right, is is valuable, I always think that it comes down to product. And if you in in the car business, right, people need to drive, and we have excellent products. And if you know that there's an interest in a product similar to yours, then you're not really being pushy. And I think it comes down at that point to um, to the elite. To somebody who is in the top, usually 10 to 15 to 20 percent in sales, is going to learn how and master the phone. They're going to figure out how to get through to somebody, and I think that's what, like you mentioned, it's it's always been something that salespeople hate doing, but those that have been good at it, Bill, they've always been at the top. And so I think that, you know, and it's interesting that that someone like you, that is a the high volume Honda store that does extremely well. Okay, and with every Honda store, you know, uh, thinking so, is talking about this. So I mean, it's proven. Would you would you agree with that? That it, that maybe it's something that you got to be good at 
And if you're good at it, you believe in it. <laughs> There's no question the best salespeople are, happen to be really good at the phone, whether they're making the outbound call or they're picking up the phone for the referral uh, or they're prospecting with their previous customers. Um, they're they're making a proactive approach to, to pick up that line. I think the biggest fear for salespeople is not that they're afraid to dial, mm-hmm. if they don't know what to say. You know, a sales manager says, go make phone calls, but they don't give them a strategy, they don't give them a script, they don't give them a way to go. Uh, and the guy's looking like, okay, what am I supposed to say? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's, you know, giving your salespeople uh, different scripts, how to handle objections, what to say if a customer says X, and also doing your research, using your CRM, Look at the customer data, right? What's the car they bought last? Where do they live? Finding uh, commonalities, things you can talk to the customer about. You're not just opening the conversation up about, hey, you want to buy a new car? Uh, you find things in common and other things you can talk about that give you the, the lead way to, to get into that conversation. You know, it's, it's interesting, and I wanted to stay on this just for one more second and go to Brad. Brad, it's interesting because what Bill is saying is, is, is we understand this. We're salespeople, and, and, and most that are watching probably understand this, but maybe someone's watching that, that this is a little foreign to or that this is not their forte. It's not the way they sell cars. But, you know, what Bill's talking about, Brad, is, I mean, I get it all. I understand everything. He's, and my head's nodding because it's it's sales techniques, and and I, I think that um, I, I think that uh, the, you know that that's where we're really missing it. But let's go back to what he said. And Brad, Bill said, okay, so we're handing our people a script, and we're not telling them why they they need to say it, or we're telling them, hey, you need to make phone calls, but we're not even giving them a script or not going over the product. So when we think about training, and that's what we're talking about today, right? Put me in, coach, and 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 we're talking about continued education in our dealerships. The reality is everyone thinks, and maybe so, but everyone thinks I need to hire a trainer. But we're not even, what Bill's saying is, is maybe not even that, but you got to be able to train them, right, more than just giving them a business card and putting them out on the floor and saying, hey, go do your job. I mean, really, it's, it's, there's some skill involved. Brad, why don't you uh, give us your, your, you know, your opinion on this, maybe comment a little bit, and uh, welcome to the conversation. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me on. And uh, you brave souls down there in Florida, we wish you the best this week. Thank you. Um, on the subject of the BDC in particular, you know, we've, as, as an industry, seem to have gotten away with having salespeople deal with the calls mm-hmm. and having the BDC people who, in most cases, have the least amount of salesmanship or salespersonship in the store. So, uh, you know, for me, that has been a struggle. When uh, when these training companies introduce scripts to the BDC people, I think it's very important that they live the script. For instance, uh, an actor or an actress in Hollywood, when they're reading a, a part for a script, they actually become the person that the words are describing instead of just reading the script. I can't tell you how many times I'll go into the BDC and it's just they're talking very fast. You can just tell it's scripted. And I don't know about you as a consumer, when I'm listening to someone talking on a script, I know that they could care less and their heart's really not in it. So, yes, you're right. They have to become the person, the personality, the persona, or or become someone else. You know, that's the beauty of the phone. You can be whoever you want it to be. You know, our favorite movies, Boiler Room or Wolf of Wall Street or whatever. I think we, you know, we learn a lot of uh, good things and bad things from movies like that, but they did become a certain persona on the phone. So the understanding the big picture of how what they do is bringing value to the dealership, number one, how how vital and important it is. And that comes from everybody in the store realizing how important that department is if we're, you know, talking about BDCs. Yeah. So so hey so uh, real quick let's go to um, let's go to Ben Ben I'm gonna I'm gonna 
I'm going to conjure you up here for this question. They, uh, Dave Sabolski asked, phone skill training? How about texting training? It's what today's customer likes and wants. Mm. What say you, Big Ben Burton? Big Ben Burton. Hey, Ben, you with us? Why is it when I get into a, 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 somebody on the show, they never listen to me? What is that? All right, so when Ben, I think I know Ben was on loose to work on that. But okay, me, so let's go back to Brad then. Brad, let's let me let me ask you the same question since you were just on. It's so not, it's more of a statement, kind of a question. And I mean, Dave Sobowski is a general sales manager, right, in Ohio, I believe. That's um, I mean, it's a fair question because you talk about you talk about phone skills, which probably that I mean, that obviously has to be addressed. But obviously, the fact that people like getting text messages, it's a great way to communicate. People are all about it. What about training when it comes specifically to texting? Well. What are you guys say? Well, I mean, I'm just saying. I think you should ask it the way he's saying it. Before, I mean, I don't want to load Brad or Bill's lip. They don't need that. But if I'm looking at the, if I'm looking at it, knowing Dave, Dave's pretty Dave Sabowski. I mean, he comments a lot. He's uh he's a pretty you know kind of brash guy, right? He's saying this. And this is the way I would think he's saying it. Phone skill training. What about texting? It's what today's customer likes and wants. I have an opinion, but since I, I'm not the guest on the show, I'm going to ask Bill, you or Brad, to weigh in on that. Bill, we'll start yeah, with you. Yeah, it's Bill. You know, I, I, I think that, you know, obviously texting is, is what younger consumers, um, it's how they're used mm -hmm. to talking to their friends. It's how they're used to talking to a lot of people. I think the problem with texting, though, is that it's very easy for things to be misconstrued. Uh, it, it, it either lacks emotion or people read into it. Um, so I think the key to texting is to provide information really quickly to then get on the phone, right? It's no different than a sales process in my mind, right? Why is the first thing you want to ask for is a test drive, right? You want to show little commitments. Uh, you want to get the customer to do a test drive. What's the next step? Uh, then you want them to do a credit application or a trade appraisal, hand you their keys. Why the process keeps moving as long as they're doing little commitments. You know, you're going to get to the finish line if they keep doing those commitments. A guy who's texting is pretty anonymous. There's not a whole lot of level of commitment to doing anything with you. I think when you get somebody on the phone, emotion comes out. Uh, personality comes out. It's a lot less for th uh, a lot less easy for things to get uh, misinterpreted. People to think uh, you're saying something sarcastically when you're not. Um, so I think texting is important. It's a great way to open a conversation. It's a great way to um, start sharing some basic information. But I think the sooner you get them uh, talking, uh, I, I think you have a much more fulsome discussion. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Is Ben on yet? <laughs> ben Burton, are you there? Okay. He's gonna call yeah. Okay, hey, Ben, I want to get you, and Brad, we'll let you comment as well. I want to get you to weigh in on this just because I want to, and by the way, Dave Sabowski tweeted in and said, and yes, I am a very brass guy. So, I mean, he, and, and let me kind of let me kind of give a, me a short opinion on this as well because I, I agree with you, Bill, and uh, Ben, I'll get your take on this. I think that texting, obviously, I mean, I've, you know, I text every day, all day. I've texted probably 25 of my clients today back and forth, but I've also noticed that in two uh, specific situations today alone where I'm trying to, to, put, to put a deal together, the texting has turned into me getting them on the phone with one and trying to get them on the phone with the other because it, it, it went to a position where, I mean, they could easily ignore the text and the, the text message can just fall, you know, just completely deaf. So, I mean, although somebody might wish to be responded to that way, I don't know if that's going to increase your closing ratios, Mr. Dave Sabowski. That's the biggest thing. How, how can you increase your closing ratios via text message? You can't reach through the phone, you know, grab them and, and make them pay attention. I think that might be an issue. That's my opinion. 
Um, so starting there, yes. Finishing there, no. Ben Burton, what do you think? I mean, I think, and I've got Matt with me as well. Um, we're sitting here. Hey, but, Matt. Uh, you know, I think texting. Hey guys. Yeah. I, texting. You know, as long as you're doing it the right way, you know, following the process, do it through a CRM, it's going to really help uh, influence everything. And you know, there's there's great apps out there. I mean, uh, you guys are uh, bomb bomb and what it can do and what it's capable of. But using that process that it allows you to do and. And, and, and the texting that you get from that, I mean, it's, you're sitting there, you text somebody, and it's it's not a static text. It's not a static picture. When they view it, people are watching you do whatever you're trying to do, whether it's sending them the video of the car or you're sending them you sitting there working the numbers out for them or whatever the case may be. People watching people do something drives the activity up. And, uh, you know, you're you're all over the place, Dave. So, I mean, I'm sure you, you – I know you use that stuff. and. And I've gotten text from you using that kind of software, so yeah. you know, yeah, that would help out dramatically with people. Yeah, there, there's benefits for cribs. There's benefits to that, and I'm not, I'm not by, by any stretch of the imagination. I don't want you guys to think I'm advocating not, because I do agree with everything that you said. You know, I know Dave, you're used Bon Bon a lot, and then um, you know, there's there's a a lot of things like that. I think well, I, I guess where I'm kind of going with this is is uh, Sabowski specifically with this comment was I think it sounded to me as he was as he was. He was advocating that type of training over phone training, and I'm not really sure. No. You know, so phone training, phone training is a dying skill. Like like Bill said earlier, we've gotten so used to people walking in with internet leads or walking in with stone cold, "Hey, look, I'm going to buy because Treecar says it's this much." That we've forgotten how to, to sell on the phone, mm-hmm. and we've got to figure out how to do it again. Almost, I mean, it's yeah. Uh, you know, the guys that taught me the business. You have to know how to sell on the phone. You have to sell the appointment. You have to sell yourself. And if you don't have the the video capabilities or you don't have those kind of capabilities, you have to do old school and you have to really sell yourself. I mean, it's, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. You have to sell the car, sell yourself, and sell the dealership in 10 minutes. And it's, it's hard. And if people aren't listening and they don't know what to say, also like Bill and Brad said, people don't know what to say or they're given a script and they're like, Hey, Mr. Smith, this is Ben. I want you to buy this. If it sounds robotic or or uh, co- uh, uh, coerced, they're like, eh, whatever, hang up the phone. I mean, I, I do that every day, all day. Right. But if it sounds real, if it sounds legitimate and sounds enthusiastic, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and see what I can do. Yeah. You can't coach um, the enthusiasm. You, you can't coach skill. You're born with it or you're not. It's natural or it's not. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can get somebody... To, to learn how to to feel what's going on when they're here, you know, body language reading and that kind of stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, you either, either have it or they don't when it comes to, to knowing the ins yeah. and outs of the, of the phone side of it. Absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, uh, it's funny you mentioned that, Ben, about this being a dying sort of uh, skill. And, and, Tommy, you referred to it early in the, in, the, uh, in the opener when you talked about, hey, I think there's a renaissance going on. And I will tell you, this morning I was at a, uh, a real estate seminar, and they're thirsty for the same thing. You see, there, there's, a lot, there's been so much emphasis on what, we can, on what we can do with all these amazing tools like BombBomb and texting and uh, social media posts and, and ways to draw the customer in, but it all has to lead to that eventual either on the phone, person to person, or in front of the customer. And I think that uh, I think that there's a I think the industry, not just us, but sales in general, 
have gotten away from that personal contact. And, you know, oftentimes I believe the customer is drawn in by all these things that we have to kind of get their attention, but then they show up and they go, wait a second, where's that person that I saw, yeah. you know, that, that, where's that image I was impressed with and now I'm dealing with you and I'm a bit disappointed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think we have a caller too. Do we have a, uh, Lou, we got a call? Uh, yes, we do. All right, you want to bring him on to the conversation? Yes. Kevin Fry said, phone skills are timeless. They were before the internet and are even more important now. And that's probably a pretty solid point. Uh, caller. Hello, how are you? Caller? Do we have a caller? <laughs> All right, so let's go to... Uh, let's Is go to this Bill, thing on? Let's go to Brad Wise, T. Brad, you with us? I'm here. Let me ask you a question. As a GM, somebody that actually purchases training, somebody that's uh, in the mix. Now, when it comes to training, what are some specific things you look for um, with your specific situation in terms of your sales guys, what are you looking for when it comes to somebody that's going to help you get to the next level? Well, obviously, you know, the basics of road to the sale and closing, prospecting, you know, so on and so forth has its place. There's no doubt about it. You have to learn those things to be successful in, in sales. But in sales, you know, because it's such a people business and it's such an attitude and disposition, sort of thing. I, I, I like to go a lot deeper than that. And I, I introduce a lot of self-development into uh, my training with my people. Um, I just know this from, from my own experience uh, when I started in the auto industry and I got into self-development very early. It was, uh, it shot me on a rocket and a trajectory that's, you know, never really come down. Just, uh, these are the things you don't learn in school. They're not things you're going to learn at, uh, at some of the uh, nuts and bolts training of sales. These go a lot deeper than that because if you're if you're a happier person, if you're a more driven person, if you're a more enthusiastic person, you can see it in your eyes, and you're also you're also going to take that tr that traditional training, and you're going to utilize it, and you're going to practice it, and you're going to you're going to be behind it. You're going to be become that person. So on every Thursday here at the store, we have inspirational Thursdays where we play. Uh, I'll play videos of uh, of various you know, biography-type situations where people struggled and where they came back from all odds. Uh, but on the other side of that, you know, in personal development, I've learned is that success leaves clues. And uh, there's probably not another, not one skill that I could tell help anyone out there that absolutely works. When you find, for instance, in the phone, uh, you have to seek out who is the best person on the phone in the auto industry. Well, you know, we don't have a knowing problem. We have a doing problem. Let's let's find out who that person is. There's probably somebody that's called in the show that's a fantastic salesperson that's great on the phone. You know, finding out what they have for breakfast, getting into the DNA of, of how they learned to be that good on the phone. What did they do to become great on the phone? And then guess what? You just copy what they do and the same things happen to you. That's just a small example of just uh, going a little bit deeper with self-development to kind of uh, lay the groundwork for a lot of this good training from a lot of these great companies that are out there to really maximize. You know, Bill, uh, thank you, Brad. And Bill Feinstein, um, you know, you you hear what Brad says regarding bringing, you know, psychology and bringing in some self-improvement into 
um, because it's a people business. And, you know, and, and it's interesting how he said it's obvious, you know, from a product standpoint and from, hey, intro into the car business and, and, and you know, and knowing what you have to do, you got to know the road to the sale. You got to know these things. But um, more importantly, I want to, you know, I want to teach people how to deal with people. So, Bill, let me ask you this, especially in an age where going off of what some of the comments that have come in, uh, hey, we need to, you know, there's, there's, there's a more modern way. There's this technology that's out there and everyone's got to reach through the Internet. And especially when you may bring someone in that doesn't have it's not your typical, you know, experienced car person, which is not a bad thing, but they're going to they may need more than anyone else. Right. Because they're also maybe not experienced in sales. Um, you know, do you find that some of the things that Brad was talking about, Bill, you know, with regards to, you know, really the psychology of sales, is that important to you and really how to deal with people? Absolutely. I mean, look, number one, we generally don't hire salespeople from other stores. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we find they just have bad habits. Uh, I'd rather take a green pea and mold them our way uh, than take uh, someone that uh, has a laundry list of uh, of bad habits from another dealership. So, you know, we have a very uh, longstanding and intensive um, training program. The, the basics are product and process, right? I don't even consider that training. If you don't know your product and you don't know the process, you have no right being a salesman. And you certainly have no right working for us. So, you know, we don't consider that training. We consider that like, uh, you know, learning to ride a, a, a bicycle. It's it's just you, you learn to do it. You got to do it all the time. You know, when we really get into training, we do things like, you know, training on nonverbal communication, uh, training on communication strategies, uh, training on goal setting, training on time management. Uh, we work with an industrial psychiatrist who's worked with us for, God, to seven, eight years now is in our store almost once a week. Um, We're doing psychological profiles on our top achievers. We're looking where they succeed, where they have issues, where we can coach them, where their communication styles, where there are issues of conflict with those communication styles, how certain customers are going to respond to it, and and what do they be careful about. So, you know, the basics, you know, saying you train, if all you're training on is a, a walk around on a car or how to do your sales process, that's not training. That's just the basics to you know, get in the door. Uh, real training is around the things you're talking about, right? It is taking salespeople and making them superstars and teaching, you know, how to get uh, the most of their ability and finding out those rough edges, smoothing them out, um, helping them set goals, providing them discipline, uh, a plan. Th- th- those are all things that they, they all really need training on. That's good. An industrial psychologist. Have we said? I love it. I want some. Ben, hey, Ben, Four Seasons season just came on with uh, Serial Sales Pro as well. So I know that ben, and, and I want to bring Matt, bring Matt into this as well, D. You, you know, you got an owner here, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love let, the name, let, right? Yeah, four Seasons Ford. Four Seasons Ford. Uh, you, you don't have that in Florida, that's for sure. We, <laughs> we only have like one season, I think. One but uh, It's like a group. There's a hotel chain. There's all types. Uh, yeah. Matt, Matt, you own all of that, don't you? <laughs> Right here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, Matt, you offer. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh uh, man, go ahead. First thing I got to do, you know, when you get somebody new in the door like Ben, is make sure you provide phone training, uh, not about skills on the phone, but actually how to use the phone. So, yeah, I already uh, hung up. When you get <laughs> hang up on the show again. <laughs> there That's... we go. Well. Matt, you know, you, you know, this is, it's great because you're an owner of the store there and, you know, something that you, I'm sure you're conscious of is, you know, what your customer experiences when they walk onto your lot, because that's your baby, right? So talk about this subject today. We're talking about put me in coach. 
So, you know, do we have a responsibility as leaders in this industry before we put someone out on the lot or on the phone or communicating with a customer that they need to be at a certain level? Because I believe that most uh, consumers typically walk on a lot and not every lot is bad and certainly not every lot is good, but I don't think it should be um, a situation where a consumer walks on a lot and is disappointed in seven out of ten of the places they go in this business. What do you say? Absolutely. I mean, you, you need to have, you know, what, what we're doing as owners and managers is trying to build and develop a consistent process, uh, you know, regardless of who you're touching. We look at the the best deliverers of customer experience in, in the country, the Costco's, the Starbucks, uh, you know, those types of environments, mm-hmm. really what they've built around is having a culture that somebody feels as, as they walk in the door. So, you know, that's, we're a, certainly a much more foundational level than, uh, you know, some of the things that Bill's talking about, but, uh, you know, excited to be with Serial Sales Pro with, with Ben as well to try to lay this foundation and try to make sure that, you know, you don't just throw somebody out there for the sharks. I mean, everything that you guys are talking about, whether it's phone training, whether it's internet training, um, you know, any good marketer knows that you, know, you have to be excellent at, uh, you know, at, at multiple channels, right? I mean, you're not really going to hit somebody in one spot. I'm not going to be able to close the deal over text, for example. I'm going to have to get that person on the phone. I'm going to have to get them into the store. Um, so you have to find ways to develop competencies and understand the strengths of your team. Yeah. You know, not everybody's going to be excellent at everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, but, yeah, you know, back to the original question, I mean, you can't just throw somebody out to the sharks. I mean, just think about the product knowledge, and, and we're just a single franchise rooftop right now, uh, you know, and, and we've got to be experts on, you know, let's, let's call it 20 different models, um, versus the customer that's coming in armed with so much information generally today. You know, it, it's, it's hard to compete, and so, you know, you do what you can on product, you do what you can on phone, but I think that's why you've seen the proliferation of things like BDC departments, internet departments, and so you can get some sort of specialization to deliver that excellent customer experience without, uh, you know, without asking one guy to do everything. That's really good. And, you know, I think that that's encouraging and to, to know that there's, that's encouraging for this industry, Dave, to know, I mean, here's an owner and managers that are, that are talking real continued education. I mean, this is like, Hey, how do we get better? And Matt brought up the Costco's and these companies that are, you know, there's, there's, I think there's, there's, there's brilliance in looking at other industries that specialize in customer service. And just like other industries, in some cases, I think people that have left the car business in the past have gone into other industries and trained them in sales because I think we help each other. Right. And I think that's amazing looking at um, uh, some of the customer experience. I know we do have, I believe the caller is on, I believe it is, if I'm not mistaken, Tony D are you still are you tony are you on the phone no i hung up <laughs> i don't blame you sorry phone, man, the phone work sucks try to bring here. in uh you try to bring you in man but listen uh you've been on i think hold for a little bit um weigh in on this conversation maybe have a question we have bill feinstein brad wise ben burton and matt Gregg on and maybe have a comment or question for one of the guys well onboarding new employees are so critical and Different dealerships have different ideas of how they want to onboard them. I've heard some people discussing, do we onboard them, that they can take an up out there on the floor? Do we need to onboard them to be able to respond to an Internet? 
uh, inquiry? Do we need to onboard them based off of uh, we run a BDC, so they're going to be doing phones up front? Different dealerships operate in different ways. So how we onboard that individual is critical. And like we got brought up by a couple of the people, it's not telling them they need to do it. It is actually giving them the skills, the information, the processes, and even the wording of what to do. I was actually uh, talking to one of the academy trainers, a gentleman by the name of Mike Lauer here uh, in, the, in my office earlier today, and we were talking about sometimes we're in stores and we just do walk-by turns. I'll just walk by and go, you know, hey, is Dave getting you all taken care of? And they go, oh, yeah, yeah, and I'll introduce myself and I'll just kind of roll into process. And the salespeople always go, my goodness, you do that so fluently. And it's like, yes, because that's what we do. We practice it and we, we not only teach it and train it, but we practice it. And we have to remember in our industry that continuous education in practice isn't even in the top 10 list of what dealerships and managers do on a daily basis. So regardless of how you onboard your, your, your new people and what your training is or who's doing your training, we gotta practice this on an ongoing regular basis and we need to practice beyond the meet and greet. I see way too many sales meetings. I'm sure Dave, you've seen this too. That the sales meetings are, all right, let's review the meet and greet again. Mm -hmm. No, let's go a little bit further in. What's the next? Let's talk about our qualifying or our interview or our presentation. Not how to do a walk around, how to do a walk around with a customer. So it's not only the, the pieces and processes, but also the ongoing practice and tuning of everything that's going on. And man, that's how we make superstar salespeople. It's good. Yeah, those are those are great points. Thank you, Tony. Tony. Thank you. Yes. And let's go back to Bill. And Bill, you know, I have a quick question. You know, we're seeing a lot of and we've kind of danced around some of it here in this conversation, but we're seeing a lot of dealerships kind of go at this approach of um, almost like a football team where you have specialized people that are doing certain specific things and they're coming very becoming very skilled at that particular thing. So is, is that a better model, do you think, or how much of that do you exercise in, at your stores versus having a salesperson that kind of does everything? You know, I, I think it really depends on, on the setup of the store, the size of the store. The smaller the store, the, the more likely you have to have um, – people who can do it all you know we're a large enough organization that you know our, our bdc um is really only about appointment setting uh, and prospecting uh, our salespeople are keyed in pretty much 100 percent on putting the customer in the right car and concentrating on um, uh, making as much of themselves in the house in the right way um so uh, to me that's the ideal situation um, but it really depends on what type of model you're running. You know, you're running a one-price model. You need salespeople who can do everything, right? Uh, you want a guy who can uh, prospect, take it up, and can uh, do the F&I himself. So I'm not sure there's a, a right or wrong answer. Uh, I think that uh, the, the, the better thing is to figure out, you know, if you're going to have uh, specializations, um, if you're a specialist, you better own that. You, you need to know that specialty. Um, you know, backwards and forwards, inside and out, even to be damn good at what you do. Um, because I think the narrower and narrower um, we focus people, um, I think their skill sets need to get better and better to justify that, that narrow focus. 
Thank you. Thank you, Bill. And uh, Bill, you can follow Bill on Twitter at Planet Honda uh, NJ. You're in New Jersey. And Bill, if someone wants to connect with you, maybe to just to ask you a question, uh, how, what's best? Do they shoot you an email, call the store? How, did, how would they get a hold of yeah, you? Yeah, e- e- email me at uh, bfeinstein at planethondanj.com. Thank you, Bill. Man, I appreciate you, uh, you, you, you taking time to be with us, man. And um, I know you're yeah. extremely busy. And uh, great content, as always, great advice. Uh, we'll go to Brad Wise. Brad, give us, man, you know, you, you, we, we could talk about this forever. I mean, training is something that um, I don't think ever gets old. It's something that we've talked about a lot, uh, probably more than any one topic on this show, because there's just such a big need for it, but it's so broad. And there's so much of it and so many different types of training from front to back. And uh, so, Brad, give us, uh, give our listeners a closing, your closing remarks. And then um, if you would as well at the end, tell them how they can reach out if they need to, uh, you know, if somebody would like to maybe pick your brain and, and ask you, you know, some questions and connect with you. Absolutely. Um, I have to, to say it again because it's just so important that uh, just to give you some a real example of what I was mentioning before about success leaves clues. Um, I remember listening to your podcast, and somebody that I enjoy listening to and hearing what he has to say is John Marazzi. And uh, after listening to what the, he has to say, I, I, I consider him to be, you know, at the very, very top of, of owners, general managers. So I did a lot of research on John Marazzi. Uh, I know that he listens to Brendan Bruchard. So uh, to give you a, even a, even a no an, uh, even a newer example is uh, you've had Glenn Lundy on the show. Uh, this is a store that it, down in uh, Paris, Kentucky, that went from selling 150 cars a month to 800 in just a few years. Mm-hmm. Well, that's somebody I need to talk to. So I actually mm-hmm. called Josh Cummings. I got him on the phone. I asked him five questions. You know, tell me five things that you've done to, you know, just go from 150 cars a month to 900 a month. And you know what? He answered all my questions. People are flattered to talk about their success. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, if, if I can learn something from somebody that's doing something at a super high level, uh, I just don't, I can't emphasize that don't reinvent the wheel. The answers are out there. You just have to find out what they are and then take massive action to put those processes in place either with yourself or in your store no matter what you know if you find an area of weakness at your store find out who's doing it great and just copy it uh to get a hold of me it's uh brad underscore wise w-i-s-e at genthe g-e-n-t-h-e dot com all right brad thank you so much i would connect with uh, bill feinstein if you haven't already as well because bill bill's probably one of the strongest uh most effective gms at honda stores up in the uh up in the Northeast, Bill. I mean, I know you don't like to talk about it, but I think you guys are, you guys are one of the biggest up there, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, we're uh, you know usually top just six or seven in the country. Um, that's it. So uh, that's it. Bill, when you got to break the top on, five, you know, that's the real yeah. question. You know, what I mean, Bill? do you want me to come up there? I'll come up there. Bill. Well, you can't. For, you can't. You know, listen, it, it's easy to do volume. It's uh, do you deal with gross? Come there on, you go, man. There you go. <laughs> And uh, we're going to go to Matt Gregg and Ben Burton. Gentlemen, I appreciate you uh, being with us as well. Matt, I know you're busy, and, and uh, thanks for, for uh, letting ben, ben drag you in on this, man. I know that uh, um, you guys are doing some great things there. Um, ben, you know, I'll give you first some closing remarks, and then, and then Matt, and then, uh, and then uh, we'll wrap the show up. Uh, I mean, the bigger thing, like I said, you know, the phones, the processes, that kind of stuff. Uh, one thing I would say is if you uh, – you can't change things. You can't, uh, people that blame things can't change things. That was said by Rick Kendrick. Mm-hmm. So um, you got to always be trying to find the, the way to, to look for a different answer, and that's kind of what we're doing here. And you got to look for, you know, every day you got to try to change your thoughts, processes, uh, your thoughts, habits, 
and priorities to get to where you want to go. And um, luckily, I've I've gotten with a great ownership team uh, with Matt and his dad, and uh, I'm extremely happy and uh, very excited of where we're going to be headed um, from 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 now till who knows when. And so, uh, we're only 35 years old apiece, so it's going to be a pretty cool next uh, 10 or 15 years together. Yeah, man, you guys. I think that's and I think Matt. Uh, Doing some research and just uh, hearing you talk today, Matt. Um, you know, you you. It's it's interesting. And Bill and, and Brad and these guys. We've all seen it. You know, when you have somebody take over a store, which I'm, you know, assuming you're going to be, you know, doing as, as obviously as time even pro- pro- progresses. And um, I usually use an example of my buddy Matt Lasco, um, who I've been working with for God for almost ten years now. When he took over his dad's store, he and his brother, and um, how how they've just taken and done some great things because. Um, they, they believed and they bought into the foundation and they were taught right, but then they embraced growth and change. And it sounds like that's exactly what you guys are doing. And Matt went, you know, they went from 75 cars to, you know, to over 350 at their big store and then 500 when they, uh, when they opened their certified pre-owned lot. And that's just in seven or eight years. And um, so, so Matt, man, give us a, give us a, a, from an owner, maybe if you're speaking to other owners that are out there today, just something that you could, you could just kind of encourage them with on regards to embracing training and, and uh, how to, uh, you know, really look to, to expand, you know, um, their thought process. Okay, well, there's just a ton of opportunity out there. And everybody who's, who's on the phone, on your panel, paying attention, Everybody knows there's a ton of opportunity out there, and, and how are you going to go and seize that opportunity? It's it's by being different. Uh, you know, how can you separate yourself from Joe Schmo down the road? Uh, you know, it's it's amazing how many folks are selling cars these days, and uh, but not everybody is doing an excellent job of it. Nobody's cracked that nut, and, mm. and so there's there's a, just an absolute huge amount uh, of space to grow here and, and to do things different. And, you know, Ben, one of the things he said one of the first few days he was here, he said, if, if you do what you always did, you're going to get what you've always got. Mm-hmm. And that's really the truth. Uh, I read an article today on what the, the best tech was that everybody wanted 20 years ago. And, I mean, it was mini discs and the Sony PlayStation and the old StarTac flip phones and everything. And it's just much the world around us has changed in the past 20 years. Um, and, and, you know, we're excited to take the bull by the horns, but it's, it really comes in investing in your people, in developing your people, and creating a culture, and uh, inviting everybody into the family. So we're we're really stoked to see, uh, you know, what we can what we can make happen here. We've put in place a good team. We've we've you know had a little bit of retirement attrition in the past few years, but now uh, all of my horses are thoroughbred. So uh, you know, hire a good team, develop a good team, and uh, the sky's the limit. All right, man. Well, gentlemen, thank yeah, you thank so you. much uh, for being with us, all four of you. And uh, I guess you guys have a great, great uh, rest of September and great weekend. You guys can thank reach you. us at our first season, last names at fourseasonsford.com. Fourseasonsford.com, absolutely. Make sure you uh, connect yeah. with these guys. Look forward to great things, man. Matt, next time we have you on, man, you're going to be calling me from your yacht. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Tony D, too, for calling him. Yeah, absolutely. 
You know, um, what a great panel and great yeah. discussion. And, you know, um, I want to take the last few minutes here. I, I do want to talk a little bit about um, speaking of training. You know, there's an opportunity we have coming up, and I want to just, just – I do want to make a, a quick plug here. November 6th, and I don't know if Mark uh, Canterbury is listening, but if he is, maybe he can call in to the, uh, to the line. I'd like to give the dates and the amounts. I know we're selling it out. We have 25 seats. It's November 6th. And I, the reason I'm bringing this up is John Marazzi. Um, uh, who uh, Brad Wise mentioned, John Marazzi is going to be one of the instructors in our Internet and BDC boot camp. And then Kevin Campbell, which, uh, who, is the, uh, who is a phenomenal Internet director. This guy uh, came from Sandy Sansing. He was with Asbury. Um, just absolute beast when it comes to uh, Internet and BDC. He's going to be with us. And then Dave Cribs is going to be there. And then myself. And we're going to be uh, – this is an Internet and BDC boot camp. BDC There's boot 25 camp. seats. 25 seats. And uh, we, uh, we're, we're filling it very, very fast. It's November 6th. And here's the deal. It's in Tampa, Florida. It's one day. It's on a Monday. And it's only $497. And, uh, I mean, to sit down with John Marazzi, spend time with John Marazzi, okay, who walked into Sun Toyota his first day, first week, and disbanded the internet department. A successful internet department, might I add. In some eyes, but it wasn't up to John Marazzi's, you know, t- you know uh, standards. standards. But here's the crazy part. Not only that, but he had the guts to do it. He had the guts to do it because it wasn't where he wanted it to be. And today, it's exponentially grown. Not, not only has it grown, and by the way, it didn't do that today, like six months, eight months, a year later. It did it like the first 60 days. Yeah. And so he's going to be talking about how to build this successfully and from an owner's perspective of two very successful stores. And then we have Kevin Campbell, who, who, who is doing it and physically doing it with a team. He's run a team. He was responsible, as Sandy Sands said, before he was recruited down here in the Panhandle, he was responsible in the internet department for over 700 cars total coming out of his department um in that group over over uh, out of the internet department that's pretty strong that is very strong that's and then of course strong. dave cribs and, and and myself and we've had a lot of experience on that so if you want to come down and be um spend the day with us in tampa dave talk about that for a second I, i'm going to say this too because i know that you you probably won't say it but i mean you know you're you own a marketing company you speak, you've written, you, in fact, you just had a new article come out from Forbes. You've got a new uh, uh, book that was just launched, Leader Be Lunch. Um, you have a huge social following on a daily basis. You've got thousands of people tuning into your Monday morning sales meeting. And what you really do when it comes down to it every single day, it, you know, it, everyone sees that part. But what they don't see is the full-time effort that you guys spend every single day doing this on the phone, on the phone, owning the phone. And everybody, you know, all these companies outside of the car business, in the car business, are trying to figure out how you do that. And here's an opportunity to sit with not yeah. only you, with uh, Kevin Campbell, with John Marazzi, who just takes not loser stores and make them better, <laughs> but successful stores and make them better. So, yeah. um, my gosh, what an opportunity. I could go on and on and on. And, and John, course, by the way, was so excited to do it. He committed two months ago, three months ago to do it because he just loves to pour into people. That's why he's on the show all the time. John just loves, man, yeah. to, to, to help people in the car business. And so um, and when no, he speaks, you're just kind of like glued. You're like just listening with every every moment. What do you think? You think I'm, I'm going to do everybody a favor and I will not be teaching. <laughs> Come on. I'll be but you will I'll be in the room. Be I'll be able you. to have a sandwich with you, huh? They can walk by you and see you yeah. banking on the phone. Tommy's done Tommy's done almost one point three million dollars one point two million dollars in business over the phone this year. He himself 
He's probably what? made more phone calls than breaths that most people have taken. I don't know if you've heard well, that. He's crazy. done $1.3 million dollars in Woo! business over the phone himself. What do you think about over that, huh? How many, of those like how many of those clients have you signed up in person? Oh, um, I've never signed anybody up in person. I don't think. No, especially this year. None of those. One point all over the phone. So wow. here's the deal. We're gonna we're gonna stop pitching that, and we're gonna we're gonna have you we'll let you sign up. Um, Mark Canterbury on the phone. Mark. Yeah, I'm here, guys. Hey, buddy, I appreciate you calling in, man. Uh, Mark Canterbury is here in this office right now. He is the director of training and development here at IPD for the training uh, IPD training. And Mark, man, um, you got the info. That give everybody that's listening the info for the Internet and BDC boot camp and a date cost how they could where they can go to buy and sign up how they can reach out to you guys absolutely um we are very very excited obviously to have john marazzi kevin campbell some industry leaders some owners uh gms it's going to be awesome event it's going to be november the 6th which is a monday it's a one day and the cost is only 497 to listen to all these guys Mm. and uh, you can go to ipdtraining.net and uh, there's a link there where they can get signed up. And here's what's cool, too, David. It's going to be intimate. we got 25 seats. That's it. So this thing is going to sell out very, very quick. So we need to get, you know, if you're interested, uh, coming down. We're, we're here in Tampa. It's going to be a great event. Great event. I tell you what, too, Lou. Can you pop a phone number up on the screen, Lou, if I give you one? No? You can't do it? I mean, I could. You could? Okay. Yeah, that's all right, man. Don't worry about it. Hey, Mark, give me Joey's uh, direct line because I'm going to do this. If you call in the next 10 minutes and you're listening to this show and you sign up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw in a signed copy of my book. And what I'd like to do is have everyone that did that it, within reason, if there's a few people on the show at one time here for a segment, you know, and we'll talk a little bit about Internet and BDC between now and the time of the event. So I'm going to give Joey's direct line that way. Um, if anybody wants to take advantage of that, I will hand sign um, a book. Uh, My Leader Be Lunch just came out, and I'll send it to you. And um, and then we'll get you guys on the show for an Internet and BDC uh, kind of event. And uh, get yourself here. Don't let anything stand in the way. It's 497 bucks. I don't know how many seats we have left, but um, I'd like to sell out right now. So what's Joey's direct line, Mark? Because they can go to ipdtraining.net and buy it. But, I mean, I'd like you to call in and get the book. And uh, what's Joey uh, Perez? He's our uh, he's the manager of our training uh, sales team there. What's the uh, his direct line? Yeah, Dave, we got eight one three. Okay, area code eight one three four six three four zero one seven. All right, so eight one three four six three four zero one seven. You got it. Yes, sir. All right, eight one three four six three four zero one seven four zero. Man, that phone's ringing. They better, you better hurry. <laughs> That's like we're right Jerry Lewis telethon. Like, All right, man. Thank you very much, bro. That's awesome. All right, guys. Hey, you know, I wanted to put that out there because uh, you know what? I think that um, I think that it's uh, I think that it's going to be an incredible event. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Lou, yes, sir. As we as we go off, man, play that commercial of the Internet BDC uh, boot camp one more time. Eight one three four six three forty seventeen. Call in, get your book. Let's get booked. What do we got there, man? Yeah, well, we got an upcoming show after hours. We're going to be talking about the flexibility of work hours in Woo. the car business. That's a kind of been a mm-hmm. hot thing when we talk mm-hmm. about culture. This always comes up. Millennials will probably Millennials, be discussed at some point. Um, I'm sure. Old people, young people, <laughs> uh, people with kids, people without kids, people that like to read, people that don't. Unicyclists. You know, people that can. Oh, people that oh, can't. Yeah. Unicyclists. <laughs> 
uh, places where there are hurricanes, places where there aren't. Yeah, keep us in your prayers, too, would you please? So we can make sure we're safe, so we can see you guys next week. That'd be great. (laughs) All right, guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, and we'll see you next time. God bless y'all.